This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms of preteens, teens, and young adults. My mission is to first and foremost support and encourage you, mom, so that you can live well and reclaim your life. Two, the show will help you have the best possible relationships with your teens so that you can communicate, motivate, and guide them effectively and actually enjoy them. And third, I will bring you top-notch guests who will share the newest in adolescent research and trends so you can be prepared and aware of what your teens are facing today. Always you will leave each episode armed with practical parenting tips. Welcome back, everyone, to the 200th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms the Teens podcast, the 200th episode. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Okay, confetti, fireworks. I want to stop and celebrate. This is my 200th episode, 200. You, my amazing listeners, are the reason that there are 200 episodes with incredible guests and why this podcast is so popular. When I first started the podcast, I wondered if anyone would listen to this podcast. In fact, I remember I did my first 12 episodes and then stopped because, honestly, it was a lot of work. But you, my beautiful mom, started emailing me and encouraging me to not stop And so I haven't. And now 1.5 million downloads later, your interest and encouragement is what keeps me going strong. Because of this podcast, I have met so many beautiful moms from all over the world and have gotten to work with you and get to know you, which is such a blessing. And I'll tell you, after listening to you, I've learned that struggling with teens isn't just an American issue. It's a worldwide issue. I would love to hear from you. 
email me at colleen at dialdownthedrama.com and tell me what episodes have really helped you. And let me know what questions you still have, and I'll see if I can address them in an upcoming show. In a couple of weeks, I'll let you know about a couple of programs I will be launching next month. I wanted to give you all some time to recover from the holidays and get your tweens, teens, and young adults back into school. But I will be launching my tried-and-true seven-week Power Your Parenting program for moms of tweens and teens and will continue my Dial Up the Dream book club for moms who have late teens to 20-year-olds. Both these programs are for a small, intimate group of moms so that I can really get to know you and guide you. And you'll be hearing more about this later. Today, we are going to talk about a whole hearted mom. I'd like to blame it on my incompetent insurance adjuster that brought me unnecessary stress, but the truth is I think my immune system was just exhausted the week before Christmas. So I tested positive for COVID the Monday before Christmas. I have never had COVID, so I guess it was my turn. I canceled my clients and watched a lot of Christmas Hallmarky type movies. I had a little Christmas miracle and tested negative for COVID on December 24th, so I didn't miss Christmas with my family, and I was extremely grateful. However, the Tuesday following Christmas, I started feeling tired, chilled, and the cold-like symptoms came back. I was going to go to dinner with three of my friends and took a COVID test just to make sure I didn't have COVID. I took the test, and afterwards, I felt like you did when you take a pregnancy test, and you just keep staring at it in disbelief. I stared at the stick, and there were two very solid pink lines, meaning, yes, girlfriend, you are positive for COVID again. What the blank, I thought. I was really looking forward to my dinner with my close friends, and so I had to cancel. And yes, once again, I was watching Christmas Hallmark movies. I am not kidding. I probably watched over 20. I would joke to my friends that you could tell how bad I felt with how many movies I watched in one day. My worst no-energy day, I watched four And now I declare myself the expert on Christmas miracle movies. And one of the main themes in these movies, besides the obvious one where you find the most handsome, kind, generous, amazing, conscious man in the whole world, and of course that amazing first kiss, was that most of the women in these movies had lost heart. The first scene in the movie, the women are stressed with work deadlines and annoying employees. They were all consumed in their demanding lives and taking care of the kids. There was no room for fun, play, miracles, magic, delight, healing, or love. As the movie starts off, these women were practical, realistic. There is not time for fun. There is work to be done. It was like each woman put their heart away in a shoebox in the back of the closet And it was soon buried with bags and all the typical things that lie on the floor of your closet until each woman forgot she had a heart. And I want to make sure you take your whole heart with you into 2023, and we'll come back to this. 
So back to COVID Christmas, when I had COVID and no energy, I did a lot of staring. A big activity for me was to stare out the window to the empty lot across the street. There were two tractors that were plowing the ground back and forth with that annoying sound, eat, 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 that penetrated the wall of my house. While the tractors kept digging up the dirt and removing the dirt over and over again, the architect came and checked it out and the surveyor and the owners. They were making sure that the foundation of this new house was level and solid before they started building on it. In the last couple of episodes, I have encouraged you to take time to be kind to yourself, make some space for downtime so that you could recover from the holidays. This may come as a shock to you, but the holidays are actually when mom's workload doubles. It is definitely not a vacation. You are full on. So before you jump into a new year, I think it is important to give yourself time to check in with yourself and see how you and your soul are doing. I think January is a good time to get rid of that extra dirt in your life and haul it away so that you can create a solid, secure, sound foundation before you start building your life in 2023. As soon as January 1st starts, we are bombarded on social media with slogans like, start your year off strong, change your life in 30 days, lose all your weight in 30 days. And wouldn't that be wonderful? We can feel that pressure to change everything that is wrong in our life, marriage, job, parenting now, so that it is gone in 2023. I don't even have to tell you how short-lived our New Year's resolutions are. Now, I'm all about changing and improving your life, but why do most of the time these January 1st start strong, change now, pressure changes die off and are short-lived? The problem with all these change now promises is that they ignore the foundation, your foundation. You want to make sure you are building your life on a strong foundation that will actually bring you what you really want this year, like happiness, well-being, success, good relationships, joy, peace of mind, harmony in your home. When I talk about foundation, I'm talking about your personal foundation, your main mode of functioning in the world, what you're building your life on, your core belief, what's underneath all the activity and effort and striving. Many of us would be surprised at what our foundation really is. And one reason for that is we are so influenced by our culture and we don't really know how much it is influencing us and driving us. There are two common foundations that moms build their lives on. Can you guess what they are? One is that so many of us build our lives on a foundation of productivity, and the second one is perfectionism. And these two foundations are definitely rewarded by our culture as the ideal standard of a successful person and for us a successful mom. And why do we strive so hard to be productive and perfect? Is that we hope our culture, our community, our parents, our friends, our spouse, our teens, and kids will deem us worthy. But both productivity and perfectionism can be a trap, and they really rob us 
they will not deem you worthy. What is the productivity trap? Well, I love to be productive. It motivates me, gives me a nice little dopamine hit when I accomplish something. In other words, it feels great. It doesn't feel great when you feel stalled out and you don't feel like you are accomplishing anything. Being productive is a good thing. It becomes a trap when it starts insidiously edging out important things in your life. You basically drop all your needs as a human and become a mother machine. You can first see signs of it in your health. In other words, you put being productive over your health. You need to be productive and finish that one more thing, and you stay up too late and compromise your sleep. You have to get things done for work and clean and cook, so you don't have time to go work out or take a walk. You have to help your teens with algebra, so you give up any time for you to sit down and have a little downtime. The productivity trap is that Productivity becomes the God that you serve, and you sacrifice yourself and all your relationships for it. If productivity is the God that you serve, it will impact the relationships in your home, especially with your teens. If productivity is the most important thing in your life, you want your teens to be productive. If your teens are sitting in their rooms on their phones or laughing with friends or playing with the dog or pet iguana, you're going to feel that fire in your belly, and that fire will soon be ejecting from your mouth. Why aren't you cleaning your room? Why aren't you emptying the dishwasher? Why aren't you practicing your clarinet? Why aren't you studying for your physics test? It can drive you absolutely nuts if your teen is not being productive. And this is going to be surprising for some, but your teen values something way more than only being productive. They value living life full out. They value friendships and romance and adventure and play and laughter and pleasure, a lot of pleasure, and downtime. They value just being present and enjoying the moment. So if you have suppressed your feelings, your heart, your health, your fun-loving side, and enjoyment of life, and you are all about productivity, with a capital P, then there is no overlap between you and your teen. No place where the two of you can connect. Your teen doesn't respect your life because you never smile, and you're always preoccupied, and they experience you as someone who always pressures them. Often, this is why they react to you so much. If you are open, your teens can actually offer you a gift. And that gift is to remember the good things in life. And of course, your teens need reminders to be productive. But if you want to really connect with them, you can't be 100% productive mom. It's not good for parenting and it's not good for relationships. It's not good for you. If all you're worried about is being productive, it's definitely not good for your heart. What is the perfection trap? The productivity trap and perfection trap are closely related. Perfection often drives productivity. The perfection trap manufactures pressure, the pressure to be perfect. There is a right way to do things. So you need to be productive and you need to get things right. 
the productivity and perfection trap hurls us on a hell of a hamster wheel ride that we can never get off of. What fuels the perfection trap is we don't want to be judged by our communities, our friends, other moms, and most importantly, our mothers. The perfection trap is a mosh pit of judgment. You judge yourself, you judge your kids, you judge other kids. And the other side of this is that you fear being judged. You fear your kids being judged. You fear being judged by the school or especially your mom. Why this is a hellish ride on a hamster wheel is that no one can hit this perfectionistic standard. But we keep trying, running faster and faster, yet we all fall short. This fuels constant comparison with everyone you know so that when you or your team fall short and don't get things right, you don't completely plummet into shame. Your safeguard is finding someone else worse off than you. Your daughter failed a class but made A's and B's in her other classes, but at least she's better than her friend Camille that made two F's and C's and D's. Finding someone who's worse off than you or your teen feels like a survival tactic from going into shame. You think, at least my teen has only one tattoo and not a sleeve of them. We compare, we judge to escape shame, and yet we still judge ourselves. No one can win this perfectionistic game. It kills empathy and kindness and compassion because you start viewing anyone a little more successful than you as the enemy. This pressure to be perfect is a lose-lose game. You lose and your teens lose. This foundation of perfectionism is not often conscious, but it is what fuels your energy, drive, and fire when it comes to how you present yourself in the world and how you parent and relate to your teens and children. Your teens feel the pressure to be perfect. They feel judged by you when you are in the perfection trap. Judgment never motivates. It's a terrible parenting tactic. Shaming never motivates your teen to try harder. What I've seen over and over again is teens who are judged and shamed procrastinate. They give up. The pressure feels too much. They struggle with anxiety and have panic attacks. They get depressed. If you are the source of the pressure to be perfect, your kids say things like, all you care about is my grades. You don't care about me. And unfortunately, there's a lot of truth in what they say. Now, I've seen many teens that are in the top quarter of their class and are caught in the productivity and perfection trap and struggle with anxiety and depression, and it had nothing to do with their parents, but they still picked up on it because of the culture we live in and the pressure they feel at school and the pressure they feel from their friends. So we can be impacted by the productivity and perfection trap, and so can our teens and young adults. The good news is that there is another way, another foundation that you can build 2023 on that is much healthier for you and for your teens, really for all of us. But this foundation, you have to choose it and fight for it, especially when life speeds up. And that is living from a place of wholeheartedness. It's building on a wholehearted foundation. I love this quote from Brene Brown that states, 
wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. Okay, let me read this again. Wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. And I also would recommend, if you haven't read The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, I would highly recommend that you do. The big lie is that if you hustled enough to be perfectly productive, you would feel worthy or that you would engage your life from a place of worthiness. It's just not true. You become a slave of everyone else's opinion of you, hoping that they will deem you worthy. Do you feel like a worthy parent? How do you feel when your kid is disrespectful or they post something inappropriate on social media? Do you feel worthy? If they fail a class, do you feel worthy? If your teen's unhappy, or do you feel like you are enough? There's nothing like a full-fledged teen that will challenge your sense of worthiness. A teen's disrespect and angst and emotional highs and lows can easily land you in mother shame and feeling unworthy. You do not want to give your power to a teen to deem you worthy. They are immature. They're hardwired to be immature and act immaturely. It's not about you. No one else gets to say you are worthy or not. You deem yourself worthy because you are a child of God or the divine or the universe. We are all flawed and imperfect. We are works in progress. We are all vulnerable and we are all worthy of love and belonging. Thank you, Brene Brown. We can all strive to be better and accept where we are in the process. And when we start from a place of accepting our worthiness, then we don't have to hustle for it. And that's a giant step towards wholeheartedness. And here's what I mean by having a wholehearted foundation. It's time to reclaim your whole heart, your whole life, and not just be a mother machine caught in the productivity and perfection trap. How to have a wholehearted foundation. One, you pay attention to the condition of your heart. When you are in the productivity or perfection trap, your heart can go numb. See, when you live your life at 100 miles per hour, you aren't able to truly feel those good feelings. There's a lot of ways you can numb. Definitely by being busy, but you can also numb through all that wine you drink while watching tons of episodes of your favorite show. When you numb, you still feel resentment, anger, anxiety, sadness, frustration, bitterness. It's just that you numb those good emotions. You don't feel aliveness. You don't feel happiness. You don't feel spontaneous gratitude, joy, or delight. You don't imagine good things are coming towards you. You don't feel love. It's hard to feel compassion or genuine care. When I was having my COVID Christmas and watched all those Christmas miracle movies, actually something interesting happened. 
I could feel my numbed out heart start to come alive again and feel good things like love, hope, aliveness. When you first start paying attention to your heart, you may find what first comes up are hurts, resentment, sadness, and regret. You want to acknowledge these feelings. You can do that by journaling or talking to someone about them. See, you can't act like those feelings aren't there. It's like trying to push a beach ball underwater. That beach ball will come back to the surface at an inopportune time. Only when you acknowledge these resentments or hurts can you move the dirt. And what you'll discover underneath that dirt are all those feel-good emotions that you long for. Two, take back your heart by coming back to you. There are lots of facets to you and to your heart, and you want to make sure you make space for them all. Again, the problem with the productivity and perfection trap is that you ignore and neglect so many parts of your heart and your life. You put getting things done over listening to what your heart wants or needs, and what your heart is telling you is unique to you. You alone knows what that is. Maybe your heart wants more romance with your partner or wants to find someone to love again. Maybe your heart wants to start writing or wants to take a dance class. Maybe your heart wants more time with friends or wants to meet some new friends. Maybe your heart craves something new, maybe a new adventure or project. Maybe your heart craves solitude. Maybe your heart desires being at the ocean or in the mountains. Maybe your heart wants to create more beauty in your home. Maybe your heart longs for a closer relationship with your son or daughter. Maybe your heart wants to learn how to play again and how to play with your family. Maybe your heart is screaming at you to set some boundaries and not be taken advantage of. Maybe your heart wants to feel carefree and not so burdened with those constant worries. Maybe your heart longs for supportive friends and much-needed help. Maybe your heart would just like to feel happy for once. A wholehearted foundation creates room for all the facets of the heart and listens carefully to what each facet whispers. What mothering from a wholehearted foundation looks like. Well, you still do the hard part of parenting. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. You still monitor your teen, set boundaries and guidelines. You still check on them. But that's only one facet of your relationship with your teen. You are not just the mother machine that hustles for productivity. You show up as a wholehearted human being. Your whole self shows up with your family. Your passionate, spontaneous, playful, fun side gets to show up too. You get to share who you are, your interests. If your teen only sees you with an angry face, they're not seeing the many facets of you. You want them to see you smile and laugh, as well as being serious and firm. When you are mothering from a wholehearted foundation, you see your whole child. You see their heart too. You just don't hyper-focus on their grades and them being productive or make them feel like they are letting you down. You see them in a wholehearted way. You see their sense of humor and pay attention to their inside jokes. 
you're sensitive to where they are vulnerable and what breaks their heart and what lights them up. You can discern the difference between procrastination and when they are truly afraid or hurt. You see the many facets that make them their unique you. You make sure that you show up at least once a day with your wholehearted self, seeing their wholehearted self, even if it's just 20 minutes, where you are up to nothing more than being present and enjoying each other. When you mother from a wholehearted foundation, you are going to find that you enjoy your teen and your life so much more. Living from a wholehearted foundation takes intention. Those old urges of productivity and perfection will always be knocking at your door. You may have heard the quote, don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life. Well, the good news is that your teens will definitely be out of your house by the time you're 75. But I think the point is, if you want to have a different year, you need to make different choices. If you don't want to repeat last year or the last two years, it starts with making new decisions. If you're going to have a new year, you're going to need consistent time to check in with yourself. That might mean walking, journaling, or processing with a trusted friend or investing in a life coach. You need this to know what you are feeling and what your heart is telling you. If you can't get past negative feelings, hurts, resentments, trauma, how about hiring a therapist who can help you move forward? The first step to wholehearted living is creating more room in your life for the things you do love. If you are going to listen to your heart, you are going to have to say no and let go of friends and activities that don't serve you or can bring you down. If you are volunteering at your school and it feels like a dreaded obligation, listen to that and resign. Find something else that you really are interested in that will bring you joy. To make room for you, you need to ask for more help. Maybe someone else can tutor your teen or you can get a housekeeper. Where do you tend to waste time? If you numb out with Netflix, maybe you decide to watch only one episode Make sure you get to sleep at a decent hour. To live from a wholehearted place, you need to know you are worthy and you are worth it. The more you say yes to all the many facets of you, the more you have to give to all your family and friends. So many moms are all mothered out and have very little reserves. There is no gas in your gas tank. And when there are no reserves, that's when all the negative emotions like resentment start to rise up. If you want to have a solid, wholehearted foundation, you invest in your physical and mental health, in your friendships, in your spirituality and faith, in fun and recreation, in personal development. One way you can invest is hire a therapist or life coach or mom coach. When you invest in you, You model something very important to your teens. You show them what living from a wholehearted foundation looks like. You become the model your teen or young adult aspires to be. Mom, how about you? 
What are you going to choose as your foundation in 2023? What is one thing that you can change to live from a more wholehearted foundation? This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award-winning, best-selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, and my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream, Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold. And you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com. And that has two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.